This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all things happening in and around the Lakeland area. Here's your chance to plan your family activities and learn more about what your city government and your neighbors are doing to make Lakeland a great place to live, work, and play. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for the November edition of the Listen Lakeland Radio Show, a show highlighting people, places, activities, and organizations that make our community an exceptional place to call home. I'm Laura Rodriguez with Lakeland Vision, and I'm one of your hosts today, as well as Corey Skates, who is the president of the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we're kicking off today with a focus on Lakeland Vision, and I am happy to have with me our chairwoman of the board, Ashley Link, um, in the studio to talk about our organization and what we have been up to over the past year leading up to the rollout of the community's newly updated Vision for Lakeland. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So Lakeland Vision, I'd like to think that everyone knows what role we play in the community, but there are some that hear our name and think eye doctor's office. Uh, we're not a vision center, but rather a visioning organization, which is strategic planning, but from the citizen standpoint. Um, this has been the third time in 20 years that Lakeland Vision has gone out into the community to gather citizen input. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit with our listeners this morning about the process? How the heck did we gather all the information to update our community's vision? Sure. Uh, well, we have a Lakeland Vision Board, and the Lakeland Vision Board worked hard to develop a 16-question survey, and the survey was hosted online through lakelandvision.org, and our goal was really to take this survey into the community and take it to all of those people who are representative of our of our community as a whole and it's very diverse and it's very, <laughs> it's diverse. very diverse community so um for example we took this survey into uh community events such as first friday the downtown farmers market the kathleen historic society me pueblo flea market in kathleen pig fest and spring obsession and there we allowed citizens to take the 16 question right. survey on ipads we also took it into civic organizations such as Rotary Clubs, Kiwanis Clubs, the Junior League, and Republican and Democratic organizations. And uh, we actually had voting um, tools there so that people could vote and we could see results immediately. Oh, yeah. That was a big hit. People like to see the results. People love to see the <laughs> voting the voting results and right there. It's interesting how of them. different groups would get you would get some different answers based on the group that you were that yeah, we were. Yeah, there visiting. were a lot of times we would think that we would get very similar answers right. um, and similar results to other organizations, but we were surprised fairly often. Yeah, definitely. It just, I mean, which credits the diversity of our community as, you know, p different people, different ideas. Absolutely. So from there, we received around a thousand surveys mm -hmm. and um, then we worked really hard to compile that information. You want me to talk about that? Yes, that was my next question coming up is, you know, you gather all that data, you spend all that time meeting with people, talking to them because, you know, and I know you spent 
a lot of time um, at some of these community organizations, both speaking at the civic organizations and then also spending time at the community events, as did I. And, you know, people would take that survey, um, but then they would sometimes stay and talk or they would share more ideas. And, you know, we did have a place on both the written surveys and the iPad surveys, the electronic ones, where people could add additional information if there was something not in those 16 questions that people really just felt we needed to hear. And it was really it was a lot of information to gather, you know, yes. both verbally written and then the survey itself. So, you know, some folks may wonder, okay, you spend all that time gathering info. Once it's gathered, what do you do with it? How is it analyzed? Yeah, so we took all of that information, which as you alluded to, was a lot of information. And um, then we compiled that information. And as a board, we spent the summer analyzing the results and really trying to um, get a feel for the actual desires of the community mm -hmm. as a whole. So we looked for consistencies and, and things like that, and we compiled all of those results and yeah. are ready to take it into the community That's now. That's right. And, you know, before we move into that community element, the, the unveiling, I have to, I feel like we definitely need to mention that we had a very important special board member who led this effort on behalf of the Lakeland Vision Board, um, Pat Steed, who was our vice um, vice chair of Lakeland Vision, but also um, the executive director of Central Florida Regional Planning Council. She led this effort on our behalf and on the board's behalf and helped us with that data analyzation and planning and goodness gracious she needs a lot of credit <laughs> yeah she had the voting tools and yes. she is really the expert in mm -hmm. in surveying the community so without her help it would have been very difficult it to would have accomplish been. she did a great leadership for us and um you know we are very excited about that next step which is the unveiling to the community so can you share with our listeners what is happening next coming sure. up. So we will now take all of this information. We've compiled it into one document, which is really amazing because very user friendly. It is very user friendly. <laughs> and the vision document prior to this was correct me if I'm wrong, 30 pages, 30 is that right? pages with so really every single idea was, you know, included, which sounds really wonderful in theory, but it made it difficult to really dig in and figure out how to accomplish all those goals. And I think what our community will find when this new vision becomes available and people get to see it and read it, they will see how easy it is to understand and will be much better able to see where they fit in. Yeah, and I think that that's a really important thing to, you just said that these are goals, and that's exactly what it is. As we're talking about this visioning document, these are the goals that our community members have stated. Mm -hmm. um, so these are things that, as we look to the future of our city, these are the things that our community members yeah. want us to be, Citizens. continue to be, mm -hmm. or to become. Right. So. We will take this to the November 4th City Commission meeting and we will unveil our vision document there. And this is the vision document that is supported by our community. So that will be the unveiling. And then from there, we have a plan to take all of this information to the community in its entirety. So we'll probably go back to those civic mm -hmm. organizations. You will see some news releases and um, hopefully some coverage um, on 
on the visioning document so that uh, everyone in the community will be able to get their hands on the document and better understand what right. the goals are. Absolutely. And you know, in my day-to-day work, you know, as the, the lead staffer here at Lakeland Vision, you know, I hear from people sometimes, you know, you all are a community organization, but what can I do? How can I make a difference in the work that you're doing? And the first thing I tell them is just look through that vision, you know, be familiar with it. Where do you fit in? How can you as an individual or how can your business or the organization that you're involved in, how can you help us to make the vision goals that the citizens called for? How do you help us? How can you fit in and making those goals a reality? So maybe you and I can just talk about, you know, what are some examples of how someone can help Lakeland Vision meet the goals that have been outlined by the community? Yeah, I think that that is the biggest thing. As Lakeland Vision board members, our job is to, one of our jobs is to connect these groups together. So, meaning that if there is a goal that an organization you're involved in is already supporting, then we want to know about that. Sure. We also, contact us is is the first thing. Let us know what you're already doing, and then uh, maybe we can expand that. Maybe we can help you expand that so that we can accomplish even more. You can also serve on a Lakeland Vision committee. You don't have to be on the Lakeland Vision board, although if you're interested, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. But you can also serve on a on a committee. We always welcome committee members, absolutely. And um, the final thing that maybe you wanna talk about is how do you know people can partner with us? Yeah, absolutely. We are, we don't, um, we don't have an extremely crazy budget. No, um, we and are pretty um, bare bones. We are pretty bare bones, um, but you can partner with us and um, become a, a Lakeland Vision partner. And um, that would help us in disseminating the information and making sure that we have the tools um, so that everyone can be aware of what we're doing and what the goals are. Well, and I think it's too, it's pretty special. I mean, not every city has a dedicated community citizens visioning organization that is just fully dedicated to giving a platform to the everyone in our community to have a say in the future of their city and we in Lakeland have that and in addition to vision partners which tend to be a little more of a monetary support for day-to-day operations we also have implementation partners which mm-hmm. are people that just say yes I am going to make sure I'm familiar with this vision and I'm going to dig in where I can to make a difference and that is an easy thing to do and we always are happy for implementation partners because we couldn't do anything we do without those folks implementation and vision partners so absolutely lots of ways to be involved and you know before we wrap up here i wanted to ask you you know and this is just a little bit of a teaser because we want to wait till we unveil everything on november 4th but when we gathered the information there were um you know several things that were, were brought up but was there anything that really stood out um, above and beyond yeah by far uh, strong and safe neighborhoods were a top priority across the board regardless of demographics regardless of our um, very diverse community um, strong and safe neighborhoods stood out absolutely well we can see why that's important that's for sure that's right well, Ashley, so as Lakeland Vision spends the next year really infiltrating the community with knowledge of the vision and specifically what's inside of that vision, what would you like to say to our listeners as we close today? Uh, first of all, I am I feel very privileged to be able to have 
played a small role in collecting this data and now taking it out into the community. I mm-hmm. think that we are in a really unique spot. Um, we're about to see significant growth in Absolutely. our community and our surrounding community. And I think that it's a really exciting time for Lakeland. So the most important thing to recognize is that this is your vision. Mm -hmm. This is our citizens' vision. So we produced this vision document from the Lakeland community's input. So in order to make this vision come to life, we need the support of the community as a whole, and Mm -hmm. we really need the community's involvement. We, like we said, we need people to familiar, and or people and organizations to familiarize yourselves with the the goals that the citizens have laid out, Mm -hmm. and we need you to figure out how you can get involved Absolutely. because really if we want to see these things come to fruition then we need the help of the community oh absolutely it is a community effort that's for sure and ashley i'm just so grateful for your time thank you for the commitment to our citizens and this late in our lakeland community and really just for making sure that the input that was gathered is heard and acted upon you're welcome thank you for everything you do this is listen lakeland the show that keeps you up to date on all things happening in and around the Lakeland area. Hi, this is Corey Skates, President and CEO of the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce, and we are here to talk a little bit today about what's going on at the Chamber and the Foundation. A lot of people don't even know that the Chamber has a foundation, and I am joined today by Darla Seacrest Petaway, who is the Chief Development Officer at the Chamber. Good afternoon, Darla. Good afternoon. So we're just going to have a little conversation today on behalf of Lakeland Vision to talk about some things that the Chamber are doing in the community for the betterment of our businesses and the community as a whole. So one of the things we wanted to talk about at least initially today was the new Bid Simple software that the Chamber has created and you can talk all about how that came to be and why we're doing it and where the origins of it came from. So. Give us a little bit of a background of where BidSimple started and and why the Chamber's going to be doing it. All right. Well, this actually came as a request from our membership. Uh, A lot of people were coming to us and saying one of the things that we're really having trouble with is drumming up our own business and getting leads, qualified and good leads that direct us to business. So can the Chamber help us with that? Well, historically, that's not really been a function of the Chamber. The Chamber's been more to bring people together, to help them create networks, to help them with business-to-business interactions, and also to give some education about their business. But lead generation has not typically been a function or really something that the Chamber is engaged in previously. So I started trying to think of, okay, well, how can we do this in a way that, number one, we have to remain bipartisan because there's 10 different plumbers that are members of the Chamber, or there's 10 different event organizations. And so we wanted to say, okay, how do we qualify everyone for the same lead? How do we make sure that there is a platform to where everybody has the same access across the board and all of our membership is is getting same preference? And then number two, how do we engage the public in, in a way that they would want to use it? And so we came up with the idea of Bid Simple. Bid Simple is um, simply, as it said, a way for consumers to get bids for their projects, um, through, through well-organized and qualified businesses in an easy way. Um, it's HTTP, um, bidsimpleonline.com. You go to the website, you key in your zip code, and then it's gonna give you a short little form that should take you no more than three or four minutes to fill out. 
It's your name. Then you put, do you want to be contacted by email or phone? Um, whichever one you choose, it'll ask you to put in that information. And then it gives you a small section that says, what's your problem? So, hey, I need to remodel my bathroom or I'm looking for a sprinkler system or I'm interested in you know, getting new car insurance or life insurance or I need a hairdresser, kind of anything that's above the gambit that you can, uh, across the gambit that you can say, I'm really interested in finding these services for myself. We have somebody within our chamber that's, that provides those services. So we want people to go and write that in and then on the bottom gives you some categories and the categories actually link you to the businesses within the chamber. So the chamber businesses have went on and registered on the back office end of BidSimple into these categories. So that way, when once you choose your category, everyone that qualifies within that category will then receive your lead in their email so they can contact you. Um, that eliminates the process. I know for me, I became a new homeowner last year and it was so difficult when I went to say, hey, I need something done to my garage door. Okay, well, what garage door company do I call? Which one worked on it? Who can I utilize now? So I ended up calling like six different garage door places. They all had all these different, oh, well, we'll come for this much money. Well, it was a pain in the butt to call <laughs> all of them, to look up their phone numbers, to have all the interaction. It would have been much more simple for me to received a couple of emails, jotted down a couple of questions, and then just had to interact with the one person who met my needs most specifically. Um, as a mom of two young kids, I have very little time. So when I have to solve problems that are outside of my everyday life, I don't have the time to do that. So I need something that helps to expedite that. So that's just what this program is. It's super beneficial for the consumer because it takes the guessing game and the time out of finding someone that can meet your need. But it's also really beneficial for our chamber members because it links them with the people who need their business anyways and allows them on an even playing field to give their to um, receive the bid to say okay well John even though John is from small painting company and Tom from the biggest painting company in town have the same access and that in, in allows the consumer to get the best bid for their job right. so who can participate in this program as it currently sits any chamber member all they have to do is be a chamber member we'll provide them a link that they can log on to the back office it literally takes them five minutes to register and after that they begin to get the qualified leads as they roll into the website so so far what has been the most difficult thing with the program since it's launched just in terms of has it been registrations it's it been registrations um it, it's you know, as in any email communication, uh, people don't open it as much as they would like, as we would like for them to. So we're sending out lots of email communication saying, hey, register, register, register. Well, they don't recognize the name, so they're not opening it and they're not finding out. Well, after they're finding out, why didn't I know about this two months ago? I would have, I would have been registered for this. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Here's your six emails. <laughs> so uh, that, that's been the hardest thing. We're finding some ways now that the website has, it's been open to the public about two weeks now. And um, we're finding some ways to kind of work around that and get some additional registrations. But we really just want to encourage all chamber members, this can be a great benefit for you, but we really need you to log on and just make sure you're getting the leads directly and, and you can respond to these consumers. Because if they're not getting timely and um, and good customer service, they're not going to continue to utilize the site. That can be such a great business builder for you. Right. So who is the optimal consumer for this? Who, who are we targeting in terms of advertising and, you know, who? Who do you think will use this the most? 
Well, we're actually kind of, it's really actually all over the place because it's going to be the new homeowner, but it's also going to be, we have a, a wonderful senior population here mm -hmm. and they're not from here. They don't have networks here to where they can say, hey, Sally, what plumber do you use, et cetera. I mean, other than a new person that they met with in the park, they're not from this area. So this will allow them to kind of access, these are all of the services with all of the companies in your area. And you know, you can choose which one works best for you and, and get a great deal. Um, so we're doing a lot of advertising within those communities to get them to use it. And then a lot of it is focused at kind of the decision makers of the household to get them to say, okay, who who's the one who determines we need our bathroom remodeled? Mm -hmm. Who's the one who determines we need a sprinkler system? Who's looking for a pool guy to clean it? Who's saying, and it's, in every family it's different. Sometimes it's, you know, the mom that's in her 35 to 50 range or that then you know the man who's in the 47 to 62 range it really just kind of depends so we're really advertising to everyone anybody who is a homeowner anybody who owns a house or runs a house or um is just looking for services i mean you can everybody needs life insurance whether you're own a house or not and this can be provided through that everybody wants a better deal on car insurance well you can find various agents you know People, I know for me a couple of years ago, I decided, oh, I need a new hairdresser. Uh, I didn't know who to go to. <laughs> I just knew I liked a particular type of salon and I couldn't find that. So it literally took me like four different people to get my hair cut through. That was a little rough. I wish I would have had some additional information and talked to some more people before I went and made those decisions. And that's the great thing about this platform. It really can cover anything, anything that you're really looking for can be covered across this. I mean, one thing that we found so far, a lot of the people are looking for home services. Right. People are wanting to get their bathroom or their kitchen remodeled, or they want you know, a sprinkler system, or they need some plumbing work done, or some pipe laid, or they want their pool cleaned, or they want a lawn service. Like that's been a greater majority of the requests, but we've also had some that are you know, much different than that, that don't apply at all, like a little small business that wanted a new website, and another right. business that was looking for somebody to help create um, some marketing templates and stuff for them. So um, it, it could be business to business as well as consumer to business. Right. And so we want you know them to utilize that as well. You know, if you need something for your business, there are other chamber members that can help you through the site as well. Right. And small businesses are the backbone of our national economy as well as our local economy. So we're really excited about the opportunity for the chamber to get more involved in promoting small business and helping them grow and, and succeed because ultimately that is the mission of the Chamber of Commerce pretty much everywhere, not just in Lakeland. So uh, once again, the uh, website for that, if anybody wants to go on and try the service and see what's out there. It's bidsimpleonline.com. That's B-I-D-S-I-M-P-L-E online.com. All right. Well, thank you for talking about Bid Simple, but we've got a few minutes left so we can talk a little bit more about the Chamber Foundation as a whole. I'm sure that's a passion of yours, being our Chief Development Officer. Um, most recently, within the last year or so, the Chamber's been going through kind of a, a reformation or you know a, a rebuild, as, as you would say, um, from where it had been a private foundation for a number of years, which required us to basically give out smaller grants to local nonprofits. We function very similar to like a United Way 2.0 um, for the longest time. And most recently, uh, within the last year, we were able to have a gala 
where we were able to raise some funds to be able to uh, look at changing our status from private to public, which allows for a lot more to be done at the chamber level um, with the foundation in terms of small business development, uh, workforce development, and things like that. Talk a little bit about what you've seen since the transformation and where you see the foundation going and some of the programs that you've developed uh, and have rolled out in the last year that I think are of huge significance to chamber investors. Well, uh, Corey, our CEO and president, along with the board of directors and the executive committee, kind of came up with the idea that they wanted to transform and redirect the foundation to where it actually provided services and provided educational training that was beneficial for their investors and begin to utilize it in a way that we can increase our interactions with the investor and have you know a better investor relations. So um, one of the things that I first did when I got here was I went around and just asked. I went around with a lot of our key community stakeholders and a lot of presidents, vice presidents, leadership within and companies. How many, how many did you meet with in that first year that you were? 81, 81 in the first year. CEOs and, in the community. Uh, <laughs> That's a pretty good sampling. Yeah, and I just literally went in and at first when they heard chief development officer, they were a little nervous because they thought <laughs> I was coming to ask them here for comes, money. Here comes the ask, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I just went and said, no, I don't want anything from you. I just want to know what do you think that the chamber, you know, what is the chamber doing well? What are they doing for you? What would you like them to do for you? And what are some key holes in the community right now that you can see the chamber being able to slide in and fill? And um, as a result of that, we came up with a couple of key areas that we've really focused on. One of those was business education. So we've rolled out a ton of business education in the last year. Everything from QuickBooks seminars to HR trainings to marketing and development and um, more are coming in this next year. Um, they also wanted something to help cultivate our new businesses in our community, some sort of business education. So we came up with New Business 101. That happens three times a year, um, every January, May, and September. It's a four-week course that is offered, and it's completely free. Um, there's nine speakers that come over those four weeks, and they talk about everything from marketing, branding, human resources, um, permitting. Um, the City Ombudsman comes in and speaks. Um, banks come in and talk about this is ways that you can acquire loans, accounts receivable, payable. It, it's mm -hmm. everything across the gambit to where they can really learn how to operate the back of the office and how to make their business successful before they open their doors. So we really are targeting people that have yet to open that are still in the conceptual mm -hmm. stages all the way the, up to those that are within their first year of business. So uh, we created that along with Emily Rogers. Emily Rogers is touted in this community for her leadership and executive management training. And so she came alongside of us and created this uh, seven week mm -hmm. workshop. It takes place over four months to kind of give people the opportunity that it's not such, it's not so hampering if they do have to miss work, but it is incredibly beneficial. We've heard rave reviews. We mm -hmm. filled all of the classes. Um, and then just recently they asked for something that was a little more advanced. So we added our advanced management training and that's more for those that are not in the supervisory level, but more in the management level, director level. Right. So maybe they haven't reached your vice president, et cetera, right. but they're managing more people. They're moving up into a more executive role. Right. And um, that's going on right now and will conclude in December. So we're looking at probably once every other year adding something like that just to give an additional level and to touch, touch base on those people. That's been incredibly beneficial. We've also, they asked for some pipeline programs. So we've done some coordination with uh, our local universities to create a talent pipeline program called our early decision orientation, which is for college freshmen. The idea is if we can orientate them into our business community, 
when they're freshmen. Hopefully our business community will feel comfortable hiring them when they're seniors and they won't leave and we, we can keep our talent local. So all, all of right. the programs that we've done thus far have just have really spoken to the fact that we did our homework and we made sure that we asked this community what they needed before we began producing it. And as a result, we've just received tremendous feedback and an incredible response and fan even more than I could have ever fathomed participation. And so much of this has led to um, furthering our conversations of creating a business resource center for the Lakeland community, which would encompass the chamber and the foundation, but also bring in other business support organization partners from across the community to where they would all be housed in one facility with shared meeting space, conference space, kind of be that one-stop shop for small business where an individual could come in looking for assistance in one area, could meet with the chamber, the chamber could pass them off to another organization that could work with them on mentoring and all these different other things. So this just continues to justify the need for that space and the ability for easy access and access to these programs because they, we have seen how beneficial they've been and the waiting lists and the desire and the phone calls from people saying, we need more of these, we need this class offered quarterly and, and different things like that. So have you seen it as being a good justification for needing a new facility for all these different organizations? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it necessarily wasn't what we set out to do. Um, we kind of knew we wanted to roll in this direction, but there was a little bit of pushback at the beginning of, well, why do you need this? Why can't you just do the programs? And as we began to roll out the programs and we were able to um, really identify and prove the spatial constraints that we were in with trying to produce all of these programs, uh, the greater community within, within the business community in Lakeland has really been able to hear us and view the need for the the facility as justifiable it's also frustrating for a new business you know we're putting on this program and it lasts four weeks and i've brought in all these subject matter experts but it doesn't stop there they need continued they need continued support as they go so where do they go from here okay well as you leave you can go over here and call this person here and call this person here and call this person it's just not business friendly and if we can do something that can really allow them to come to one place and have their education needs met it would just i think it would be an, an invaluable asset well we appreciate your time today and as you can see there's a lot of good things happening at the chamber foundation as well as the chamber of commerce if you have other questions about what's going on at the chamber you can go to lakelandchamber.com and find out all that's going on and we appreciate you darla for being here today and talking to us a little bit about things that are going on at the foundation and with bid simple thanks for having me and don't forget to visit bidsimpleonline.com Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications. Truly a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thanks for listening.